I'm all about the giant leaps of faith. I think it usually works out. I think not knowing is a huge burden. I think not knowing and having the weight of this unpursued dream is it's so much a bigger burden. Welcome to the Stolen Hours Podcast. Conversations with known or unknown creatives across the arts. Guests share what they create and the backstories that have made them who they are today. Listen in to help support the community of creators and to find some inspiration of your own. The following is episode 54, the nonchalant cheesemakers, mother and son team, Jesse and Jonah Clark. Season two of this collection's theme is creating to heal, connect, and build community across the divide perpetuated by too many in politics, religion, and culture. Our second guests, plural, of this season are Jessie Clark and her son Jonah Clark, just one of her four children who she has named the best dang crew, posse gang, tribe, forces of nature, to join her in her farming endeavors. Jessie and Jonah are known for their grass-fed raw milk aged cheeses made from rotationally Grazed Jersey cows in Meadowburn Farm in Vernon, New Jersey, sold under the name Nonchalant Cheese. I've asked these two to join me uh, for a conversation as a follow-up to my conversation with Makoto Fujimura, who in his discussion of his book Art and Faith last episode, began to describe the world of agriculture as a metaphor for the importance of creating art and how one must do so much behind-the-scenes preparation of the soil in order to yield a harvest. Jesse and Jonah live that agriculture life daily, so I'm looking forward to gaining insight on this process. They also create on their farm a whole world of original recipe, artisan cheeses, breads, and business practices. Welcome to the Stolen Hours, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, this is great. It's great. So I've known you guys for a while, so it's great to kind of have you in this version of my life, um, and definitely here on the farm at Meadowburn Farm, and in is this one of the nonchalant quarters? This is the, the party barn, the, the event party barn. barn. Yes, yeah. which you just hosted yeah. an yeah. event. Yeah. Was there lots of cheese platters? There was a cheese platter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And breads, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Well, uh, would you each just kind of go through, um, I know, Jonah, Jonah, you are like kind of um, starting on the foundations your mother has laid yep. <laughs> for you. So we'll let Jesse start this conversation. Just um, tell, tell us the steps of your life that and the reasons why you kind of have entered into this world of nonchalant yeah, cheese. Sure. So I guess my, my goal for as long as I can remember was to have a bunch of kids. <laughs> and once the kids started coming, it seemed like the best way to support our family was to go into agriculture and to produce food. Nice. And create a life where we can live and work together and have as little separation between work and life and family as possible. Yes. Um, it was just like a, the way to meld it all together. And it made sense also because you need to eat and yeah. kids need to eat. <laughs> it was the easiest way to keep them yes. fed <laughs> was yeah. to grow food. Um, the cheese making came sort of on a whim. Um, I started working for another cheesemaker that used to be based here on Meadowburn. Bobolink. Bobolink, yeah. Bob yeah. So that was in, they opened in 2003. 
and I started working for them. And then I was sort of um, replaced by interns. They sort of got rid of the employee yeah. model, and interns came in. And it was a good opportunity to have another baby, so I did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then when she was about three years old, I was just really missing it and really wanting to come back and, and reached out to see if they had another opening, and they did. Nice. So um, that was always a good model for me to work part-time. Um, That's great. Yeah, that was good. And um, just kept pursuing farming got really active on hybrids and more into vegetable growing up there and uh, the grass-fed beef and all of that. Yeah, pastured pork. So just like yeah. one step to the next. To the yeah, next. So one step got deeper to the and next deeper. to the next. And then there were a lot of limitations on hybrids because it was on the historic registry. Yeah. So yeah. there wasn't much we could do. We couldn't drill a well or alter structures or anything. There was no opportunity to okay. do dairy up there. Yeah. And I never, I never thought in a million years that I would come to Meadowburn and start a dairy operation. They actually found me. Oh, wow. And pursued me. Yeah. That's great. And their vision for what this would be was very different from what I was interested in doing. So I sat down in the garden and I wrote a proposal yeah. and realized that it wasn't, still wasn't what I actually wanted. It was what I thought would be accepted, sure, but sure. not really what I wanted to do. And so I ripped it up and wrote it again and ripped it up and wrote it again over and over wow. until I finally had this proposal that was actually 100% what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I knew that they would just laugh at it. They knew that there was <laughs> no way the owners of Meadowburn were going to entertain this proposal at all. And I sent it to them, and I didn't hear anything for two weeks. And I okay. was like, yeah, they're just laughing at me. <laughs> and then I finally got a message that said, you know, don't think that we're not interested. We are interested. Okay. We'll be in touch. Wow. I still didn't actually think it was going to happen. And it worked. Um, year one was really successful, and so we just kept pursuing it. It just kept growing. And... And then we took the full dive and decided, all right, this is what we're doing. Nonchalance, the thing. Yeah. All right, so right now you're looking at Jonah. And this, so it sounds like you were part of this decision-making. So how old are you when you guys were about to venture into this? Uh, I was 16. Right? I think you were a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Mm. You so were a sophomore in high school, so about 16. And... Um, Jonah had been homeschooled into fifth grade, and then he went to middle school, and we really loved his middle school, and then he started high school, and we were, like, less than crazy about yeah, the high school. Yeah. And once I started nonchalant, I was like, okay, I think I can actually offer him something better than, than what he's yeah. got going on right now, a better learning opportunity and experience, and he was into it, so... We did it gradually. We had a right. We had arranged so that he would go um, just for his woodshop classes, and he yep. had one. Extra, I had one academic class. Right. Which, what did you take that year? Was it uh, history? It was a history class. A history yeah. class. Yeah. A woodshop and a history class, and um, and then he got home early, and so could he work. could work for me for the All rest right. of the day. All right. And then that winter, I had a surprise pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. And actually really needed help. Um, so Jonah definitely, it became less of an alternative to school and much more a, like a job 
yeah. necessity yeah. for life. Yeah. yeah. And then one, after you had the, had the baby, we had, I was milking seven days a week for you, doing yeah. all the cheese making, the livestock <laughs> yeah. care. So we went from me working, you know, three to four days a week for you yeah. to, that was, this was my full-time job. Yeah. I would get my yeah. little sister on so the bus in the morning. When I realized, <laughs> when I realized we were having a baby, I was like, okay, I was five months into this business yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, do I just bang up? Do I just say, never mind, change of plans? Yeah. I really didn't want that. I really, really was excited about it. Yeah. I really didn't want to let go of it at all. And Jonah was totally gung ho at that right. point in time. Yeah. He was like, let's do it. We all right, got so Jonah, this. let's hear from you. Like, said, so talk about your process, like, uh, of, yeah, the going from part time to full time is what you were thinking. Um, it was just, I was given the option at, when Ma announced her pregnancy, to we were either going to close nonchalant, yeah. and I was going to go back to school full time, right. or I was going to take over the business in yeah. every capacity <laughs> I could at that point. Yeah. Um, and I did not enjoy my school schooling, yeah. <laughs> so I said, "That's what I'm going to do." Um, and it was good. It was exciting. Most of the kids my age were just. They'd work three or four hours yeah. on the weekends at McDonald's or Burger King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but here you are. <laughs> yeah, we had, I got to manage a herd of, what, we had 20 cows at that point in time or so. Um, we were, did we have pigs that year? I don't think we had pigs we that year. We didn't have pigs that first, that first year. What year was it? This is uh, 2017. 2017. Uh, no, it would have been 2018. Well, we we started like it. We we had our first calves December of 2017. So oh, okay. yeah, 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 most the bulk yeah. of it was yeah. I think I signed my lease in September of 2017. Okay, okay. and we didn't have our first calf for another two months. That's right. Oh yeah, because you were. I forgot. I wasn't even driving at that point in time. <laughs> right. So mom would actually drop me off here in the morning. Mm. I would milk and make cheese, and then I would go across the street and work for my landlords as a landscaper. Okay, nice. There's um, historic gardens across the street. Right, so, I mean, you went to the, the tech high school, so you're already kind of in the mode of, like, learning a trade and wanting that as part of your education. So this became yeah. just kind yeah, of the I full was, experience yeah. of that. I was always hands-on, even little, right? I was always just building stuff and tinkering, growing up on... Our other farm. Yeah, so your your homeschool years are on high breeze. Yeah. Um, Up the hill. We grew, yeah, you know, everything from building maintenance to even vehicle maintenance, animal care. We had a bunch of experience. I was not as proficient as I am now. Um, mm. I've definitely learned a lot in the last couple of years. That's great. Doing this full time. So, you, do you, so at this point, you guys... It seems, yeah, as you look at each other, I'm like, wow, this is truly a partnership. So oh, yeah. The way, this, sure. the way this went, it wasn't just like you're working for mom. No, <laughs> no not like, anymore, not at all. Um, yeah, and like I said, it just it just kept growing and progressing. And then um, I guess it was, it was 2018. It was the fall of 2018 we actually moved here, hmm. right? No, no, 2019. Yeah. The fall of 2019, I, yeah. we actually moved down here. Um, and that was when it was like, okay, we're just full on partners now. This is That's just great. like a 50, 50 partnership here. Yeah. Cause before that, this was more of a side business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was even just, 
I wasn't even, I was really, really devoted to giving it my all. And I really, it was sort of more about trying it than it actually working. Sure, it just sure. felt like, I have to do I, this. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. this thing I just, I didn't want to have to wonder if it could work. I wanted yeah, yeah. to find out. Yeah, yeah. well, that's great. Well, but then, it was okay. I was actually, I didn't really actually expect it to work as well as it is. <laughs> yeah. Just like your proposal that you thought right, would get exactly. rejected. Right, exactly. It was just, a, it was a big surprise that it actually worked. And that there were enough people, that the community to support the nonchalant brand yeah. was large enough. That's because great. it's not for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there was, there was definitely a, a, a niche you filled, too, during pandemic, where, like, people couldn't couldn't find things in yeah. terms of produce. And, the pandemic you know, was you know, so was... interesting because that was another thing. Like, we were just so grateful to have the business because it was like, okay, well, we don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, we're yeah. good. We got food. We got Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can just stay here and make it happen. And there was a lot. I mean, we were flying by the seat of our pants. We had absolutely, we had actually planned, because Meadowburn is such a beautiful farm, we had really planned yeah. to have events that year. Okay. We were like, yeah. this is just like, we had the bands best location up. to oh, yeah, have yeah. people. Yeah. We'll do pop-up markets and yeah. we'll do music and we'll, you know, we had like. Oh, yeah. All know. right, so there's the there's that community vision. So part of the season being about like healing culture. You know, totally, so you guys it was, saw this as a place. We definitely for, saw it as a gathering place. Yeah. It was yeah. where we want we wanted everybody to come yeah, to the farm, and yeah. everybody wants to. That's sort of just like. A, a natural part of living on a farm. Yeah, Some, everybody Sometimes, wants to see I will not lie, sometimes we fantasize, it's like, we need to just put like a chain across the driveway today yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. we can have the, just be in the yard and make hamburgers and sit at the picnic table all by sure. ourselves. But for the most part, it's really lovely that people yeah. are looking to make the connection and, yeah. and be here and, and know Yeah, well, place. there's, you know, it's, I guess I think about when I was, with my brother now brother-in-law hitchhiking around the country and there was people that were just living vicariously through us so i'm yeah. sure there's a lot of people just like yeah even even yeah living vicariously through you like i've always wanted to do what you're doing and i just was afraid of it or i was too caught up in life whatever it was yeah. and so for you guys this is a vision a, a calling fulfilled and it's happening and i think people are attracted to that and Definitely. want to support it because it, it Honestly, you know, even just when we come here, like even getting the tours from Jonah, you yeah. know, like we br when we bring someone new, I think it was Eli's girlfriend or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like we got to go and get a little tour of the farm for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And she had been familiar with this place a little bit already, but because she used to live around, but she was like, oh, that was cool. So it's just interesting to think, yeah, that that we, you know, I, every time I buy something, I feel like I'm a little part of this venture. Yeah, so yeah definitely. It's part of this community, yeah. You know, yeah. which is surrounding you guys as support, but also appreciating what you offer in terms of cheeses that we never find anywhere else in the world. Yeah. And, you know, flavors and interesting names and things that oh, you, yeah. you come up with. And and even the, the, the business model of community supporting you, but also supporting community and even the trust of community, which, you know, you walk into your Farm starts its honor system, and it's you know in in New, in New Jersey, you know, yes. like out there in the world. Like, how do you have an honor system in New Jersey? And it happens all over the place around here. There's there's people with their firewood, people with their eggs sure. on the, on the on the side of the road, yep. and you guys kind of have the expanded version of that where it's not only this. It's like we got cheese, we got eggs, we got duck eggs, we got yep. artisan <laughs> breads, we got honey now, we got a whole bunch of stuff. So oh, yeah. and it it's pretty great to to see that yeah that business practice being successful because I think on 
you know, business one-on-one class is like, well, it's not the greatest model, and it's, you know, you have to worry about this and that and liability, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, and yeah. people are going to take your money right out of the cash register. Right. Yeah. But that Which was definitely on our mind. We did have concerns I mean, we wondered, it, I yeah. mean, actually, it was the health department. They were like, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. They were like, are you crazy? You know, they have not never seen it happen. Reasons. Yeah, no, not just for like, health Yeah, reasons, just concerned for your like, income. That's not going to work. And yeah. I was like, I don't think the people coming for artisanal cheese are yeah. going to be thieves. I yeah, just yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, we're just, we're going to try it. We're going to try yeah. it and see what happens. And it's always worked. I mean, yeah. on occasion, there's like, we're $12 off, something like that. Yeah, and yeah. I'm 100% certain it's a mistake. Sure, Somebody someone, someone took something. an extra right. eggs back. So. Something, yeah, some, whatever it is. bad math or bad making change. Well, even, I guess there was even during pandemic, like you knew exactly who was coming by and picking up. And right, was, I so mean, that real, actually like, worked in our favor because our store wasn't open yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. And curbside delivery had become this normal exactly. thing. So <laughs> it was just like pre-order yeah. and curbside delivery saved us. That was yeah. great. Yeah. It was great that that became became normal and it wasn't yeah. so strange. I mean, I, and I think even like stuff that was available, like you, you could probably find eggs in the store, but I know we bought eggs just because my wife was like, I don't want to go to the store right now. It's yeah. chaos. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's much more pleasant to go to the farm. Definitely. <laughs> and, and yeah. yeah. We did have a bunch of people show up and they were amazed at our selection yeah. when we were running into shortages in the store. People couldn't find meat or they couldn't oh, find yeah. produce yeah, it's real. and things. And you guys had it. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So now we're, we're, we're kind of on this other side of that. Um, how's business now? Good. We definitely, we saw lots of, lots of changes during the pandemic. So we went yeah. from curbside and then the store opened and we were slamming. We were like, it was unreal. And then we did have a little bit of a lull and we realized, well, one, the restaurants reopened and yeah. we saw things slow down a little bit at that point in time. And we also saw things slow down a little bit. We realized a lot of our customers were based in the city and they uh, were here and they were in their weekend home. homes through the pandemic. And sure. so when, when they went back home to the city, we saw things slow a little bit. But it was actually okay because it was sort of a pace we couldn't really handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah we wouldn't was, have been able to manage it. Yeah, for much it was longer. like we would have had to figure out a whole new system. We would have definitely needed at least another person or two okay. on yeah. board. Uh, yeah. Well, our whole business right now is run just by the two of us. Two of right. We don't have any employees. Yeah. Well, we throw in Esme, Esme from time to yeah. time. Yeah. Um, we can definitely take advantage of, a, of an extra set of hands. So when she's looking to make some cash, it's nice. Esme is your, how old is she? Esme is 17. 17-year-old daughter. Yeah. All right, nice. Yeah. How old is baby Zeke? Zeke is three and a half All right, now. So three and a half. <laughs> a little younger than the business. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's great. So um, let's talk a little more about um, the, the experience of farming. So in relation to my last episode, there's... He's discussing, you know, the preparation of the soil and how much work is done behind the scenes before the fruit is made. Before, so for an artist, that's the, you know, so much the you know, the prep of the canvas, whatever it is. And uh, for him, it was, you know, he works with pigments and layers. And so there's so much work in this process that nobody understands. And then they see the final product. And similar to us with you guys, we see the final product in your store. And we're like, ooh, geez, I, I want to try this one, try that. But it's in terms of like the process of farming, like um, you could talk about that in terms of you know, growing vegetables, which I know you guys still do, yeah. but also the cheese making experience. So what, it, what, I mean, there's so many little nuances. For sure. And I know, um, Jesse, your, your description of, um, just the natural things that happen 
um, so it's almost collaborating with nature, the way you described it, in terms of like, you know, the natural, uh, you know, what's in the air, what's in the, you know, the, the fungus that grows on the cheese, you know, all this stuff like, so it's almost like collaborating with nature as you're building, making cheese. Um, so I'd love to just hear about the process, like from, from, from dirt to grow the hay, the, the cows yeah. eat to the, you know, just talk about that whole, what you have to do as the person in charge sure. of the farm. And so also that's actually like the, the very first place the name nonchalant came from yes. because it was when I first started making cheese, we got a family cow and three goats up on Highbreeze. And um, that was when I was like really seriously making cheese and, and really sort of wanting to unlock the process. And the cheese making books are just an absolute joke. And I would read them and just say, this does not make sense. I just know, you know, people were making cheese before there were thermometers and before there were clocks. And like, uh, yeah. this just doesn't make sense because the books want you to pasteurize your milk and kill everything in it and then inoculate it with a freeze-dried bacteria that comes from some faraway place uh, overseas. And I just knew that wasn't the way to do it. And I knew that we lived in this area that's healthy and abundant with all of its own microbes and that I didn't need to bring in the microbes from France or Switzerland or from yeah. some faraway place. Like, I, w I wanted to use ours. I wanted yeah. to use what was here. It only made sense to me to do it that way, um, which is why the raw milk is so important to me. Um, but yeah, I will say our first year we sold out of cheese early in the year and everybody was like, you have to make more, you have to make more. <laughs> and it was like, okay, if I sell out of bread, I know I need to buy more flour next week. Sure. But the process of cheese. making more cheese, yeah. you need more animals. Yeah. And then they need to they need have babies yeah. so that they make milk. <laughs> oh, yeah, <so. laughs> and then we have to milk them and then we have to make the cheese and then it has to age for 60 days before we know if, if that particular recipe even worked or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when we were starting, everything was really small batch. Um, I would go to the farmer's market and I had a completely different system. I had this philosophy that I was never going to name cheeses. I did not want to name the cheeses. Okay. I just wanted to take, I wanted to go into the cave and taste a bunch of cheeses and decide which were the best to eat that week mm -hmm. and bring them to market. And I wanted to sample them and have people taste them. And I wanted them to just buy the one that they enjoyed eating. Uh, and not name them and not have them come back <laughs> looking for that one because that one might not even exist sure. next week. It's and often doesn't. And often uh, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. They change all the time. Sure. They're so influenced by temperature and humidity and yeah. all of that, especially in New Jersey, especially in our area, the humidity, the rain, the drought, you get everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, we have serious four seasons. So you can have a 90 yeah, degree that. day and you can have a you know 10 below day. Yeah. And it's, it's gonna affect it all greatly. Um, and people had a really hard time with that system. So yeah. I, I would put dots on the cheeses. Do you remember the different colored yeah. dots? So I had a green dot, a yellow dot, and a red dot. <laughs> and so it was the green dot was like, everybody's gonna like this one. And the yellow one was a little <laughs> more adventurous. Yeah. And the red dot was like, okay, this is gonna be for like the cheese lovers. Nice. Um, and I, I, 
I couldn't maintain it. People wanted the cheeses named. Yeah. They really yeah. wanted to be able to come back. Yeah, just collab with your community again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I did my best to just come up with really fun, creative names um, since people were so attached to that. But I really just wanted nonchalant cheese that was just going to reflect this crazy environment that we live in That's great. <laughs> and yeah. never be the same. All right, so in terms of the, having the named cheeses, so this now sounds like you're making rules for yourself <laughs> and, and therefore a little bit more of a process. So, so the, the cheese that you first named, is that cheese still available? Yes. Um, so the very first cheese was Epitome, yeah. yeah, which is a long-aged Manchego-style cheese. Yeah. Um, and that was sort of um, my, my goal was to make this cheese and so when I finally made it yeah it was, that it was the name. epitome <laughs> it yes, got a the name um, the great. others are, are a little more whimsical or literary or something so I, 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 I was reading this somewhere about cheese and, and so early age cheese might have one name and then later age cheese another just because exactly. as the acids grow it'll right. change the flavor yep, yep. Right. So we have a lot of that. We have a cheese called um, Chagrin when it's yes. young, and then when it's aged, it's Stata Baba, which nice. means old woman. So this sounds like, yes. yes. Yeah. So this sounds like, it's a recipe kind of starts to come in the mix, so we have to, is it a certain time of year that the milk has to be Yeah, from there's a lot of that. So we have definite cheeses that we only make when the cows are on green grass versus right. cheeses that we'll make when right, they're so only the winter, on hay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Jonah, can you give us insight into just process of being a farmer from, you know, soil prep to what the cows are eating to what your experiences or even what you enjoy about the process of cheese making? Um, it's really fun to watch a, a raw product go to a finished product. So we, we can take it from, we can watch it go from grass to a cheese that we're selling in yeah. our store. We've actually had cheeses that we could taste and tell what pastures the cows had been in yes. at that point in time, or what um, you can see what pastures that even the hay came out of, or what you know what fields the hay came yeah, out of. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that is something that we we have recognized as we eat your cheese. It's like oh, you can taste yeah. the farm, yeah, oh, which absolutely. is great, which yeah. is a great thing, um, which is not something you really experience. You know, this is very much so the local cheese. Yeah. Um, and so in terms of, um, I mean, so let, let's go back even before the, the grass, the cows eating grass. So you, you literally, I've heard this story, maybe you could tell it about the, the calf being born when you didn't know it was coming, that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> so, we, so you have yeah, to wait yeah. for the babies to be born to, to mama's producing milk. Yeah. So tell that story of, uh, the calf, <laughs> like you, you knew there was a, the which, baby, so there was a cow, so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, multiple times. So, so, all right, so this is, so this is real. Yeah. Um, so you didn't know the mama was pregnant? <laughs> well, so we, we'll we do don't Quigley. do... Quigley and Abby. Oh, that was a good one, yeah. Yeah, so we had, it was our first, first year. It was August, and we had, mom was taking me on bit by bit. I was still in school, and um, we were moving the cows from one pasture to another, yeah. and I told mom, I pointed one out, and I said, that cow's gonna have a baby yeah and we had cousin we had family coming out from california and we had just dried the herd off so we wouldn't be milking anymore yeah 
And mom's like, no, no, you're crazy, you're crazy. <laughs> we had our last calf months ago. We're not having any more. And I, I was positive. I said, that cow, that's going to have a calf. And then, what, three days later, same thing. Mom had dropped me off here. She had gone to market. She was working for a friend of hers. And I called her and I said, guess what I just found? <laughs> and sure enough, there's a, there's a little calf, you know, out in the field. Uh -huh. But we found a couple of surprise calves. We had um, just one this winter in that really nasty cold snap Luna's calf. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Edgar. We, Edgar. We hadn't, um, <laughs> she, I had checked on her the day before. She did not look like she was about to have a calf. Yeah. And I went out first thing the next morning with the tractor. I was feeding, and I see this calf. He's all cleaned off, you know, yeah. so he's not wet. But you can see he's got he's shivering. Mama's at the feed ring. She's eating. So I pick pick the calf up and I put it in the cab of the tractor with <laughs> me. And it's just laying at my feet underneath the you know underneath the steering wheel. And I drive back, and Mom had just pulled in the driveway, so I wave her over and I say, come, come see what I got. Come see what I found. <laughs> and there's this, this little brand new baby, just, you know, hour or two yeah, old sitting with great. me. We brought him into the kitchen yeah, and he, set him up next to the radiator. The yeah, keep, keep him warm. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's, great. So it's, that's a, I mean, it's a beautiful, so there's such a beauty to just, yeah, being connected to your food on that level. Yeah. You know, understanding, you know, what, what's, producing milk that's you know, what oh, you yeah. guys are eating and then ultimately the, the product that you can sell. So it makes for a lot of really interesting dinner conversation. We <laughs> don't realize it because it's so normal to us. Yeah, the yeah. kids all grew up talking about like, oh, so-and-so is in heat or so-and-so, <laughs> you know. Yeah. All, all the birds and the bees talk was yeah. just so normal and natural and a sure. normal part of life. And we don't really notice it until we have dinner guests and we're like, oh, like That's right. this, yeah, we're not, not everyone to. just talks about these <laughs> things at the table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or you know, medical issues we've had in the herd. Sure. And, you know, somebody had an abscess, or like, oh, somebody had the nastiest cut, and yeah. go into detail, and the guests just look horrified. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it sounds so. There's this modern day, I guess, problem, you know, of being disconnected with what we eat. Um, we, I but, mean, we but, had it, Jonah was just walking the dog, you should tell the story, the other night. Oh, yeah. Just walking down the road with a dog, and a woman stopped, very concerned that the cows were fighting, and Jonah I had just said, walked past the field, and we, we do all live bull breeding, so we yeah. have an actual bull in the field with the cows. Yeah. And when they come into heat, you know, they... They do what they do. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's part of nature. So that wasn't fighting. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> fighting. And I was trying to explain that to this individual, and she just wouldn't take it. She's like, you really need to get them separated. That one's going to hurt the other one. And I'm like, no, it's, he's but actually Jonah, doing what right. we're supposed to be doing, and I'm trying to be discreet about <laughs> it. And, and I finally just was like, you, do you know what they're doing? You know they're procreating. They're it's, it's okay. <laughs> this young man yeah. explaining to an older person <laughs> yeah. how and, this works. Yeah, and she was horrified. She's she's just like, oh, that's horrible. You sh you should put them in a more discreet location. <laughs> and it's like, I, I don't know. Keep driving. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> they don't need mood lighting and candles. Exactly. And it's 
it's privacy just, screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just part of it. Yeah, it's just part of it. Yeah, well, I, I guess that's what I was thinking about is that, so with, with that disconnect from how things go, um, yeah, the modern day living in general, we lose, we lost something to, you know, even dinner conversation, you know, not having anything to talk about. You know, how is school today is an empty conversation yeah. sometimes because it's, it's not as interesting as it should be. Yep. And so this is an interesting life, which you, Jesse, chose for your family. Like, I want my kids to be around and to experience and to build something together. And that's, that's kind of this, this line that I've been thinking about a lot. And uh, Mako actually talked about it in his interview, too, is this idea of building something together to create something that um, we, we work on together. So all the, like the, the topics that we do discuss loudly in modern day culture, such as politics, division, whatever, um, it's like he said. He was saying it. It's so it becomes irrelevant when you're talking about how to grow tomatoes together. Sure. And you, you and your neighbor, who have totally different you're from you know two different places politically, you have no problem discussing how to make tomatoes yes. grow better. And you know, yes. the, the, so you're advising each other. So it's nice to hear that. Yeah, just kind of so integrated into your lives. I mean, is that why you chose this life? And like, it's yeah, that, basically. That yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Cool. So would you say, um, so being in this now, um, sometimes when you build a business and you start making money, you lose a little magic. Did you lose any magic along when, the way? I will say when we first came down here, um, the creamery, like the actual building, because we needed a yeah. licensed facility, the actual building itself was not charming. It's adorable on the outside. Yeah. It's this old cement building, but on the inside, it's concrete and stainless steel. It's noisy. Yeah. Um, like Holes. even the heating system <laughs> is really loud. It's these blower fans and it wasn't quaint or charming. And we were just wet all the time because in a creamery, in a commercial creamery, the floor, typically the sinks drain onto the floor and uh, you scrub, you wash the floor every single day. Uh, and there's just so much water. It's so wet. It's so cold. It's so noisy. It was quite, it was a, a huge change. Like the actual cheese making, it took a while to, yeah. to figure that out. I think it got a lot better for me when we moved down here. Something about it just being like in, literally in the in backyard, your, your you yard, know, yeah. just walking down the grass hill to the creamery helped a lot. Yeah. Knowing that, you know, the kids were just up in the house and it, w it was different than driving down here. But also being able to run back to the house and get dry and get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going up for a cup of coffee or um, yeah. there's a lot of cheese making that's very slow. Yeah. Um, and so I would try to bring like a sewing project and hand sew yeah, something, yeah. but because it wasn't like a comfortable, quaint environment, it just it didn't quite do it. Sure, it wasn't a cozy spot to read or anything. And yeah. now, now it's much easier that we can That's just time fair. it to to run up to the house and take care of other yeah, things. Yeah, there's something we see about these that. beautiful creameries overseas that have wood fires and yeah. and, and sometimes dirt floors. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very, very different. And we sometimes we joke and say, like, how come only Americans die if you eat food made in a place like that? <laughs> yeah. sure, sure. How come we can't do that here? Um, That's great. Yeah. Well, I, we're, we're, right now, um, my wife is getting her um, 
I don't know, whatever license to be able to sell it. The her, home, her yeah, the home bakers. Home bakers. We stuff. worked for that for decades. We, That's great. We what a gift. Had people signing petitions. Yeah, well, you're part of that. Signatures That's and great. all that for a long yeah, so time. Yeah, so she, she has to do all the, you know, we had to get her water tested and she's going to take a class and, and then she can sell, you know, not out of a store, but right. out of a farmer's market. Yeah, or I was so bummed that the they yard. wrote that into the <laughs> bill because I would I told her I would have had just like, okay, this mom's making our crackers and this mom's yeah. making our granola and I totally would have done that. I would have oh, loved yeah. it. I wish I could do that. Yeah, so I, yeah, I guess people, the way people go around that, which is similar, I guess, to what you experience is they rent a commercial right. kitchen. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, and, then, and that's, uh, that's an option one day, but yeah. for now it's... Let's sell it out of our yard. We have <laughs> talked about doing a pop-up market just for the home base. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's yeah. great. Yeah, there's something great about it. We just hosted our pop-up art show. It's such a fun... So it's you create the venue, you know, you, yeah. you create the space, and you set the dates, and you advertise because you have a, a following. Yeah. And then uh, people just show up and do their thing. Yeah. And it's really fun. Yeah. You know, and then uh, you can have live music playing in the background. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a great community thing. So I, I could see your vision still still something. I, I mean, as we enter somewhat normal times um, with this pandemic, I, I guess you can start thinking those other ways again with yeah. community events, etc. Yep. I know Meadowburn itself across the street hosts their open flower, you know, the, the, yeah, garden the gardens, open and, garden tours, which yeah. was always something I really enjoyed stopping in at just from being the newspaper photographer. I sure, saw, sure. Got me out to every event in this town. Oh, so, yeah. so I always look forward to Things like that happening again. Yep. It's awesome. Well, very cool. I, I think uh, the other thing I wanted to ask was um, for you, Jesse, I know you're multi talented. You're a bit of a, like, you're kind of a media master in terms of, <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, so the nonchalant cheese thing is such a natural thing for you. So it seems natural every time you write a statement. You know, it's like, this is who you are, this is your personality. So as you, Whatever it is, Instagram, Facebook posts, um, the recent posts, Jonah with you and the other kids around the big hay bale. Yes. Um, great image. You know, it's just, and, and photographically beautiful. So, sure. composition, like you get design, you get media, you get, um, I know you're a writer secretly and ho used to host writing workshops yeah. and things. So, maybe you could talk a little bit about the other creative aspects of yourself and how that enters this world. It, people like to comment on the photography in particular, and I I want I want to feel like I'm a talented photographer. I <laughs> honestly I really just think that we live in a beautiful place and it makes it really well, easy. Well, so the, I, since I teach photography, I could speak on this. So there's content which can make you know a, a cute bunny is going to be a cute bunny, you know, whatever. Right. But there's composition, which is something you get. Yeah. So which is unity and balance and emphasis on something. You, you kind of always have those three. And yeah. then there's processing which is the technical side so even if it's just filtering through whatever you, you choose with that well as well <laughs> even like that hay bale shot it was literally the the gang was like a little down it had been a weird week we had some strange interactions with some folks and yeah. and I was like get in the car we're just gonna drive around the corner and the kids laughed at me they were like drive like we never drive anywhere <laughs> and I was like I know but we don't have a lot of time yes so just hop in the car I want to go drive to this hay field. It's one of the highest spots on the farm, if not the highest spot. Yeah. It's the highest open. Point. It was. It literally yeah. felt like that, like when they go low, you go high moment. No, nice. It was like yeah, we're yeah, yeah. getting up there. We're just yeah. it, there's good views up there, and nice. there's hay, and we just need to like. It's much. It's probably the most remote spot 
on the farm in, unless that you're field. going into the deep woods. Yeah, yeah uh, it's it's a private, quiet, high spot, and it was. I just knew that that was where we needed to go yeah. to just sort of reboot. Yeah, and um, I didn't tell anyone where to stand. That's never part yeah, of my yeah. photography no. at all. <laughs> I just start clicking pictures. I, yeah. I I'll move myself to yeah. to to line things up. But, oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, I think it, and what it is is um, familiarity. So you know. Especially, I mean, photographers talk about the golden hour, you know, like right. you guys own the golden hour, you know, what time, you know what, all right, this is how much time we have left to do what we got to do because yeah. daylight's almost going. So yeah. the golden hour is, is that most beautiful time of day, whether it's morning or afternoon. And so you, you live that and you see that, yeah. unlike a lot of people who are either driving in a commute or sleeping still or, sure. or just barely getting home and then getting back in the car going somewhere, whatever. So yeah. there's this faster life that you miss those very basic things that create beauty but you guys live it and own it and know it. Yeah. So part of your content you know, turned into design is the understanding of atmosphere and those things that are so much, like you knew the light was gonna be good, you knew yeah. the location, and yeah. guys get in the car because we gotta do it fast because yeah. there's only so much time. <laughs> um, and and you, know, you guys are comfortable, so the photographer needs comfort with the, her subjects, so right. obviously you're comfortable with mom, John. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. Do you ever take the pictures? This, this, this full disclosure, uh, Jonah's actually the one behind the pictures. <laughs> not recently. Not recently. I used to do years a lot more. ago, you used to take quite a few photos. Yeah. yeah. So you got some skills, too. Used to. I don't know. I'm as, actually, Esme's a good photographer, too. She takes good pictures. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. So there's some, something about, I always say photography is like this, uh, I call it the reverse allegory of the cave, because it's the allegory of the cave is, you know, the, the, the realizing you're living in a cave and we got to get outside. Right. But the photography just pauses you enough to like recognize what is excellent about this situation that you might have just passed off. Right. Yep. So I always say it's, it's a, a pause that makes us look and a pause that makes us think and a pause that makes us reflect. So kind of living a lot of that just naturally, that image, you know what you wanted to communicate. Yeah. And so, and you know, being a family, you guys all have these creative things within you, you know, okay. there's something real, and so I'd say that, uh, yeah, in the end all, you, you know how to communicate the thing that you're loving, Yeah. you know, because yep. you, you know it, especially for, at this state of affairs, nonchalant cheese, needs, it's, it's branding, it's, it's, this is who we are, this is, and the other thing you do really well is integrate your family into this business, which is not always an easy sell, Yeah. You know? and so, you know, Zeke, is like the hero of nonchalant cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we get that. People yeah. will actually stop us and say, it's the Instagram baby. Yeah. <laughs> Walking down the side of the road, people, people will people call People know Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, and just, uh, yeah, and just even the writing kind of has a great, like we, we know what our community wants to hear. We know why we're here. We know what we love about this place and we're sharing that. So it's pretty great. Yeah. 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 So the magic has not been lost. That's Besides good. the, you know, your space that yeah. needs to be. <laughs> you could put some, like, no, you can't do fake wood paneling. It's not going to be the same as your, yeah. your European version of this thing. <laughs> nice. All right, so, um, Jonah, for you, you're, you're fully on board. You're still dedicated. You're a partner in crime. Yep. Um, how old are you? Uh, I'm 20. 20, 20 so you, 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 have, you don't feel like you were cheated in education by... 
No. Getting your degree another way. No. <laughs> from I, high so school. I still have a I have a high school diploma. Yes. Yeah. I, I went through a an independent yeah. education program. Which is cool that that was offered. Yeah, that was great. Um, but I learned more than I could have yeah. if I stayed in school. When I turned 17, I was working for my mom, milking and making cheese. But I also worked for a mechanic up the road. Yes. I've also worked for a mason. Um, You've done it all. Yeah, I've done a bunch of oddball jobs, take work on neighboring farms when people need a, an extra set of hands. Yeah. Um, and then it also allowed the, the farm work allowed me to build a wood shop for myself. So nice. when I left school, I lost access to that yeah. resource um, and slowly but surely built up one for myself here on the property now and keeps me busy. I've got yeah. a bunch of other projects in the works coming up. Is the Volkswagen done? <laughs> Every time we take it out, something else breaks. <laughs> so Esme called me, what, 9 o'clock the other day? It was Thursday she called me. And she said, um, I'm broke down in the middle of an intersection. I can't get the car to start. Oh, jeez. I was like, ah. So turns out the ult it was the alternator went oh, bad. Good time. We ended up having to tow it home in the dark with no lights. And, <laughs> yeah. He came home and he goes, so now do you think I need a tow truck? I was like, no, I don't yeah. think you need a tow you truck. You want a tow truck. You, yeah. you did it with I, your pickup yeah. just fine. <laughs> I like old motors. It doesn't really matter what it is, whether it's tractors or trucks. Or, nice. or whether or not you actually need it. That too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did get to buy a dump truck this year, which was fun. I got to go get that up and running next. Nice. But yes. That's great. So there's uh, some mom allows these alternate projects. I definitely, I yeah. encourage it. Some cheese, stolen hours making, over there. Yeah. She's making your main gig, but stealing hours to work on the Cheese the making is not Jonah's passion. And yeah. actually, really, milking isn't really either. Like yeah. the actual act of milking. I love milking. Um, and Sai was a really, really good cheese maker. So we might go back to, to Sai doing oh, more Sai's of the cheese the making. Mix, yeah. 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 How old is Sai? Sai is 12. 12. Yeah. yeah. Ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I definitely encourage Jonah to pursue the things that he enjoys more because I definitely don't want him to burn out. I don't want anybody to do anything that they don't love doing. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. We had a particularly rough spring this, this year. Was a, this yeah. We, we had a long milking season out. this year. So we, we, our milking season is unusual in the, in the States because we have calves typically in the fall mm. and we milk and make cheese through the winter yeah. and and only for maybe six months of the year. So usually we're looking like October to April, something like that. And this year was just, we had calves early and calves late. We just, yeah. because they're with a bull, yeah. we have much less control sure, over sure. what the window is. And it was a long season. It was a, a lot of... It was, a, it was a long one, and we definitely got tired towards yep. the end. Yeah, yep. we were ready. That's nice. Yeah. So you're, uh, so this thing's going. It's pretty smooth. You got your recipes for yeah. business yep. and for cheese making. You've named things. Yes, we um, still play around too. We definitely, yeah. we. D I don't know. I get, I guess bored is the right word. I I like trying new things. Yeah, I always yeah. want to know what ha what happens if we do this. And we added sheep this year, so this was the I first was, year yeah. that we were playing with sheep's milk, which is really really different than cow's milk. Nice. So we were trying blending the two and and 
and doing just straight up sheep's milk and yeah. that was fun for me. So I, yeah, I guess that that's my stolen hours question. So like, where do you steal hours? It's now it's at the sheep's milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is a little side project that nobody knows about until it's ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. We do a lot of that. Like even um, I I learned during the pandemic when we were doing curbside pickup and we were doing pre-orders only, that it gave me a little bit of anxiety. It was like, uh, this thing has already been ordered and paid for, so I have to produce uh, yeah. it. And that's a, one of the things I love about the store. If something happens, if you know something takes me away from the business side of things and I don't get to accomplish what yeah. I had planned to, no one knows. The yeah. store's still open Saturday yeah. morning and it's full of stuff and nobody knows that it's different than what I thought it was sure. going to be. And I guess if, if it is a major thing, I know you've had uh, fridges go down and sure, you know, loss yeah, we've of had cheese, floods and not floods be able to and, get people here. And, and so, yeah. but but the way you've treated it, and which I think is such a great model for for just in general, like so many people suffer from so much stress and anxiety from like things going wrong, and they're so used to things going a certain way. But like you, you turn into a story yep. <laughs> for, the, for the nonchalant oh, yeah. uh, people, and yeah. like, hey, this is what happened. Right. <laughs> We've had a real, and there was that wonderful uh, for you, Jonah. I know that Mama was like reaching out, like Jonah. Jonah had a lot of plans for the spring, oh, and yeah, things had, didn't went wrong. So yeah. if you could throw him some love in the tip jar, oh, yeah. like I know I visited that weekend. I was like, oh, this young man, I gotta hook him up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, we had just had um, the the herd we started with our purebred. Jersey cattle, and with the pure breeding comes a bunch of health issues. Sure. So we ran into problems with mineral deficiencies, and yeah. that particular week we had a cow get stuck in the mud. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, so there's a great there's, picture. Uh, oh yeah, it's a field that, was... that the cows have always been in, and there's a ditch that they've always had to cross, and they've never had any problem and crossing it. And stuck. one decided to just cross in a bad spot. Uh, yeah. And it was buried like, up, up to, to her, her shoulders yeah. in, in mud standing. I can imagine getting her out. Yeah, it was. We got her out. Um, she's alive she's fine. and well. She's <laughs> totally fine. She yeah. she got up and she walked and she ate. <laughs> you'll, you'll taste it in the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's great. That's great. Very yeah, cool. That was that was a project. Yep. Nice. Well, very good. I, I mean, I, I think we uh, kind of hit a lot. So I just want to know if there's any last thoughts on, so you guys are creators, you're artisan cheese and artisan bread creators, and you have your stolen hour secrets on the side, yeah. whether it's VW engines or dump trucks or yeah. <laughs> sheep's milk. Um, do you have any thoughts on this idea of uh, creating to heal, connect, and build community? We've kind of hinted on it, but just any direct thoughts on that? Or even to encourage others to follow that thing that was a whisper in you, Jesse, that became a shout that you couldn't ignore. Oh, I think everybody should do that. I'm all about the giant leaps of faith. Yeah. I think it usually works out. Yeah. I think, I think not knowing is a huge burden. I think not knowing and having the weight of this unpursued dream is it's so much a bigger burden than the, than having it fail. Mm. So just go do it. Yeah. Try it. <laughs> nice. And so, as you, young man here, twenty-year-old, like come of age, I know when I was twenty, there was starting to be a vision of like what I, the whisper that was in my life to be a consistent creator of some sort. You yeah. know, this, this is why I do this, and you know, make art, or whatever. Even what led into being a teacher, an educator, and art 
So do you have any sort of vision that is whispered to you that you might start to push? Um, I'm trying to open a nursery right now. So the right. uh, nursery stock, which would be a lot of fun. But the wood shop is always great. Wait, explain nursery stock. What are we dealing with there? Um, ornamentals, shrub. I would love awesome. to do fruit trees. 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 trees would be great. Yeah. It's really difficult to do on a rented piece of property because yeah. there's such long a long term. harvest. Uh, so we'll be doing a bunch of seedling sales in the spring, hopefully. That was one of my projects we were we had to hoping to have. We put on the back burner yeah. this year. Yeah, we've been trying to get this greenhouse up since, what, November or so? All right. Um, but cows got to get fed and sure. they got to be milked, so a little bit at a time. Um, keep saying hopefully this week but you know yeah. hopefully actually this week we'll have it up finished um, and yeah the wood shop has been great uh, doing some custom work for nice. people and yeah just a little bit of everything that's so. great that's great all right all right very cool well, thank you guys for coming on and uh, explaining this world and it's fun to to learn about and uh, thank you appreciate it. and how do we follow your world. Nonchalant cheese. Nonchalant yep. cheese on Facebook, Facebook and, Instagram. and Instagram. All right, very cool. Thank you guys. Thank yep. you. Thank you. All right, have a good day. <laughs>
I was paying.